The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. in one weekend to Pocono, Arca, Trucks, Xfinity Cup. I've yes. died and gone to heaven. No, you've died and gone to Pocono. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing. Obviously, if you haven't seen a Wednesday Motor Mouths edition of NASCAR America yet, well, you are in for a treat. Hello and welcome with Steve Letarte. And yes. would you believe this is the first time Kyle Petty and I the have first done a show time. together I in 2019. You. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know how we get this shocked. Year. I shocked. know. I am shocked, too. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, is Motor Mouse kind of controversial? So what does a, what, early 40s mom from Iowa? I mean, I, I, like don't exactly channel, like I don't channel edgy, <laughs> but I'm going to leave you with this. Last week, I put tomato, sun-dried tomato spread on my turkey and Swiss. No way. Get out. Get it out. happened. It's over the top. It's over the top. You're going to have to move. <laughs> so to just when you else. think I'm not edgy. This, this, is, this is the new goth right here. <laughs> this is the new. Look at this. This is Easter. It, it's okay. Easter week. I'm trying to yeah, I got goth. You. <laughs> this might be a long hour. Please help us out by calling us at 844-NASCAR-NBC. A lot to talk about today. So let's get to our starting, starting guard. What's that? I'm just happy when I said early 40s, Mom. You guys <laughs> went with that. Okay, Martin Truex Jr. finally snapped that short track winless streak Saturday night in Richmond. But after nine races, who's on top? Joe Gibbs or Penske? We're going to debate that topic. And in case you've been living under a rock, Tiger Woods won the Masters Sunday, completing his comeback. So could a Tiger-like persona be ready to pounce in NASCAR, maybe one of these guys. Plus, IndyCar's biggest event, aside from the Indy 500, took place over the weekend in Long Beach, along with the IMSA Sports Car Series. So which NASCAR event is your favorite? Yeah, Long Beach is big. Call us and let us know. So I was at Long Beach. Um, it was awesome. I mean, it really is. Oh, a, last race you were yeah, I was. No I was way. there for the yeah. IMSA. Yep. So with uh, it was really cool. And you know, Chip Ganassi talked about that, how it is such an event. Yeah. And they do such a great job. You know, all the vendors, street vendors, closing down the streets. I mean, just really making it um, sort of a premiere. So what would be your, I mean, you guys obviously have a different perspective uh, being in the garage, but what is your favorite NASCAR event? Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't have a, fa I have a favorite track, but as far as the events, um, I think going to Sonoma is always a great time. Yeah. It's only once a year. I think it makes it kind of an event when you go out yeah. there. The hillsides are covered with camping. That really reminds me. And then 
I mean, listen, fall Talladega. Talladega is always an event, but uh, <laughs> but the fall Talladega race is definitely an event on the NASCAR schedule. The infield at Talladega is yeah, an that's event. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be specific. And this is okay, Daytona. Just to, just as we we talk there, Indy is the event in IndyCar racing. Daytona is our event, yeah. so you have to take that off the table. Um, and I think we've had events in the past. I, the Coca-Cola 600 used to be a huge event. Huge event for the teams, and it still is. Pre-race, what what Marcus Smith does out there, what goes on around the race, what goes on down in the city of Charlotte, downtown, uh, the things they have for fans. But we don't have a lot of events. Bristol used to be a huge event. Yeah. I mean, when so many people came with the souvenir vendors and everything that went on at the track. And I think that's what Chip Ganassi said it about Long Beach. It makes you want to go. Oh, yeah, there's a race going on. And by the way, it's always a pretty dang good race. But you want people to come and to mark that on their calendar at the beginning of the year. And that's what we need in this sport right now is as we adjust the schedule and as the schedule changes, Indy used to be an event. It's faded. It's not an event anymore. I'm sorry. It's just not the event that it used to be. We need the tracks and we need these cities to embrace the sport and to say, this is a huge opportunity for our community to have something. Well, you mentioned cities. I think the one that's brand new and starting to grow is the playoff kickoff yes in las vegas mm-hmm. perfect you know they, they added that second race and yes. no one knew how it was going to be but i was out there early because yeah. of the yeah. you know all the championship drivers but there was a buzz on the strip and whether it was the driver's appearances whether yeah. it was the kickoff of the playoffs it doesn't matter what it was yeah. the simple fact is it, it felt like more than just a race and that's that's perfect the burnout contest everything yeah, right. they did that they they embraced that and mm-hmm. made it something that fans look forward to and say i want to go back to vegas i want to be there for that okay now i know i don't exactly know how this works on motors motor mouths but i do know one thing you cannot have this show without uh we have a caller on, on line one do i have to do anything or do i just say uh go ahead caller who do we have this is Nash Carl. Oh, yeah, Nash Carl. Oh, yeah. All right, Carl, what's your what's your What big you got event? this week, man? Uh, nothing, nothing much. Just chilling out. Uh, I just wanted to say my favorite NASCAR event, I've been going to Michigan International Speedway for 17 years in the infield. Love that place. But I have to say my mother took us to the 2007 Daytona 500. My father just passed away from cancer. She saved the money and took us. And just to see the pageantry and, and, and the spectacle that is Daytona. And, and what a race. Mark Martin almost won his first Daytona 500, finished second to Kevin Harvick. But the, 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 everything about Daytona is just, it was beautiful yeah. and amazing. And I think that's the greatest event that there is, the Super Bowl of our sport. Yeah, just remember this, Carl. Almost doesn't count in racing, okay? So I, I know Mark Martin right. almost won, but that doesn't count. Just <laughs> mark that one down, okay? But and, and, he, and he's right. But but like Carl says, he goes to Daytona, and he remembers it yeah. for all the pomp and circumstance. Yes, he remembers the race, but he remembers everything that goes on, from the flyover to the bands to everything that's happening. And at that time, remember, you had the fan zone where fans – we're interactive. Drivers would go out and talk and do yeah. things. I think we've lost some of that somewhere. Well, I think, so the 2020 schedule's out. We see some races moving yes. around, but there's this 2021 schedule out there in yes. the future, and you hear all these different things. And I think that's the most important thing. There's been so much conversation about, is the racing good? Yeah. Is the racing bad? It's not about the racing. 
Like, it's not, right? So sports are about entertainment. So when I look where I'm going to spend my entertainment dollars, right, if I'm going to go to a baseball game or a football game, I obviously get to go to a lot of races, right? I go somewhere that I'm going to be entertained for that's more right. than just the sporting event. I think that's what NASCAR has to look like, look yeah. at, yeah. right? Like yeah, so with, that added value. Yeah, removing the schedule value. around. Like I mentioned, Las Vegas, it's not just a mile and a half track off the strip. It's what's happening in the city. If you're flying to Las Vegas, you're going to have a weekend full yeah. of fun. And Daytona, we, we know that Daytona has spent millions of dollars to make the fan experience right. in the grandstands a better experience. And that's what we're talking about by the event, by saying an event, it makes it for a fan when they go home, they're like, yeah, I would go back there every year. Well, because if you lean on the race yeah, and then it's not a good race, then yeah. you've let the fans down. If you give them everything else, now the race isn't the catch-all yeah. to fix the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear from another fan. We've got Rufus on the line. Rufus, do you have a favorite NASCAR event? Yes, uh, years ago at Hillsborough, when it was dirt track, that was an event of events for me. Uh, what, what did you like? What, what, what did you like about that? That and and that's back to short track racing. What did you like so much about Hillsborough? The power sliding that Gene Johnson and Bobby Isaac put on. <laughs> See, he went to a race. He, he went, went to an race. event and went for a race. And and you're always going to have that. That's part of the sport. I mean, but that's why you buy a ticket. You go to see the race. Ultimately, you yeah. go to see a race. But just as Steve said, we're in the entertainment business to some degree. So we have to have value added for that ticket. We need that value added, whatever that is, whether it's Steve Latart jumping 20 buses at Charlotte Motor Speedway that on is, whatever it is. You remember, listen, <laughs> I remember going to the racetrack with my dad in, in 70, 71, 71 uh, Ontario and Evil Knievel jumping. That was a huge event for me in my life to watch Evil Knievel jump when they opened Ontario Motor Speedway. And no, I can't tell you who won the race in 71. I was 11 years old, almost 12 years old. I can't tell you who won the race, but I remember Evil Knievel, and that's what we need well, and to I, keep fans I think that by. value added is gets those new fans there. Yes. You see something else that you like, but you also take in a race, and all of a sudden you're hooked on that. You have to give the fans an option to choose what their headliner is. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the majority, it should be the race because it should yeah. be the center. But that should be all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like, yeah. Like when I travel with my family, what myself, my wife, and my daughter all are looking for on a yeah. vacation is three, very different, very right? Different so you gotta give a little variety. Now, I will say this I, I say, Bruton Smith always did that at Charlotte. Humpy did it. Uh, Marcus does it. Eddie Gossage tries the best yeah. that he can and does, yeah. maximizes everything he has to make it work. We've Monster. Got a lot. Monster yeah. does it as Monster well. We've got a, a lot of callers today. Bryce from uh, Dallas, Texas. Calling. <laughs> By the way, Rufus was calling from North Carolina. Bryce, down in Dallas, what do you think? Favorite NASCAR event? Without a doubt, Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Where's he from? Yeah. Dallas. Texas? Dallas. That's yep, your Speedway, right isn't it? Yes, sir. I've been going since I was about five years old, and I'm now I'm 23. I'm still going. Well, thank you awesome. for coming, man. Thank you. And, and like I said, Eddie does. I think Eddie does it with his no limits garage. Right. Yeah, with, uh, they juggle chainsaws. Yeah, everything you, they you put on. A bull. Had a monkey giving out tickets. I rode yeah, a bull there. They had a monkey giving selling pop, selling programs. A monkey selling programs. One time. You don't beat that. Yeah. You get a monkey to sell a program. I'll buy a ticket to your race. What would be? What about a chicken in a wheelchair? Oh, you can't make fun. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Krista. That was Krista Voda, not Kyle Petty, Krista Voda. It's because of my new edginess. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's the goth. Yeah, it's it's that it's that violet color. All right, so uh, let's go. Who? Let's go back to phone. We have Fred. Fred from Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa. Fred, what's your question Tulsa. for Kyle? Kyle, it's directed to you, bud, because you know, no respect to Steve Latart, but you are a driver. I'm hearing a lot of chatter on the radio with this new package. 
about how these guys are getting up, you know, within a car length of somebody, and they're really having difficulty passing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm seeing some of the best racing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I'm kind of confused. Are these guys just missing the setup? Are they just, you know, being complaining drivers? What's your opinion on that? Okay, Steve can probably answer this question better than I can, but I will say this, and, and, and we talk about this a lot. We all talk about it. what drivers want and what fans want and what TV wants and what the promoter wants a lot of times can be three or four different things. They're not, we're not all chasing the same thing. What the fans are seeing now is some pretty good racing, well, some pretty good racing on the racetrack. So I hear what the drivers are saying, but unfortunately I don't care. Yeah, that's right. And, and here's why. Listen, I agree. It's supposed to be more difficult. That's right. The leader's supposed to have an advantage. This isn't a NASCAR issue. Yeah. This isn't even a racing issue, right? Whether you're no. on a bike, whether it's my kid at the dirt track, whether it's the horse out front in the Kentucky Derby in the clean air, right? <laughs> you want to be the guy out front. That's what the whole theory is. So I, I've heard so much about the racing yeah. and advantages and disadvantages. I give the old eye test. I like what he said. He's seeing yeah. good races. That's right. That's enough for me. That's enough for me, too. All right. How are we doing? Segment one. Pretty good. Pretty good. Woo. Purple's bringing us yeah, up. Right. Whatever color that is. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm in an Lila. Easter mood. I mean, yes. Yes. See, they're, they're doing my job. Stop. Yes. Coming up on Motormouths, Ryan Newman is going to call in. Uh, he's going to talk about meeting the troops today at Fort Bragg as part of Charlotte Motor Speedway's Mission 600. Plus, Jimmy Johnson made NASCAR Nation proud in Monday's Boston Marathon. Boy, did he ever. We're going to recap his impressive run. And we want to hear from you. Call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC or tweet us using the hashtag LetMeSayThis. Welcome back. Today, the troops at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, had a special visitor. It was Roush Fenway Racing's Ryan Newman. He joined them as part of Mission 600, an initiative from Charlotte Motor Speedway and the Department of Defense. Along with learning about daily life at Fort Bragg, Newman also met the family of a fallen paratrooper, Sergeant James Nolan. Together, they revealed Newman's car for next month's Coca-Cola 600, which will carry Sergeant Nolan's name. Ryan Newman on the phone with us now. And first off, Ryan, I know honoring our servicemen and women, not just on Memorial Day weekend, but every day is extremely important to you. Share with us a bit about your day at Fort Bragg. Well, it was, um, it's always an honor um, as a civilian to go to get on a military base like that. And Fort Bragg being the biggest, it's pretty humbling. But um, as you mentioned, the, um, the names that we do, the special tributes that we pay for Memorial Day weekend on the uh, windshields of our race car is something special and um i have to admit that i got choked up today in, in meeting the family of the fallen soldier and his uh his wife uh rachel and his daughter jamie who just happens to be about the same age as my oldest daughter and um to get to spend some time with them and and learn about them and and um you know hear some of the stories that's what it's all about um as a civilian in my opinion to uh, to gain a better understanding of those sacrifices that those soldiers make for us for our freedom um, so to, to, to be a part of NASCAR, the Coca-Cola racing family and, uh, what Charlotte Motor Speedway and all the NASCAR does is really special. It, um, it kind of puts beyond words what it means to be a NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series driver. Ryan, you know, and, and you, you mentioned Coca-Cola, you mentioned Charlotte Memorial Day, all of that. You drove the army car. The military, you approach this with the same passion a lot of times I see that you approach the rescue rants and stuff. Why is this military connection so important to you? 
Well, I just I think it should be to everybody. I think it's um, I think NASCAR does a great job of leading by example that we give and show our appreciation uh, not just for the military families, but for the soldiers obviously who have fallen who have given that ultimate sacrifice. Um, I think, as I've said, and I know Kyle, I've heard you say that we take it for granted, and we shouldn't. But it's just the facts of life that um, it's easy to take it for granted and getting to spend some time and hear a story from a soldier and talk about their personal experiences, whether it's um, in the field or out. Um, and for me to experience a little bit of, you know, how a parachute works, I'll, uh, you know, after all the seriousness, I will tell you something that was a little funny. I, I always said, and I think, I think, I think I've actually heard you say this too, Kyle, that um, I don't. I don't want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, but after they rigged me up, rigged me up with um, all the parachute gear and everything else, I bet it was probably like a. I said it was like a seventy-five pound wedgie, and um, once you get up in an airplane, I'd be I'd be glad to jump out of it and uh, get that stuff off of me. <laughs> well, Ryan, this is Steve here. First, I applaud uh, what you were doing and everything you're saying about the military. Couldn't agree more. But I want to turn our attention right to the competition side. You've driven for different organizations throughout your career. This is your first year with Roush Fenway Racing. Between a new organization and a new rule package, it seems to be somewhat fitting your style. It's currently inside the playoffs. Just how's the transition been? Uh, it's been a challenge. I think it's been a challenge for a lot of people, but for me in particular, this is the, the most changed and the newest, the most, um, I guess, rookie I've been in my entire career, beyond my, my rookie season. My rookie season, we got a chance to test. Kind of knew what uh, the ARCA cars were similar to the Cup cars, and the Bush cars were similar to the Cup cars. And man, it's it's qualifying is not even the same thing as the race right now. So it's um, it's interesting to see all the changes. Um, Scott Graves and all my team, especially my pit crew, have done a great job um, in in uh, you know making me feel comfortable, making me feel at home. Um, I don't feel like at all we're where we want to be, but we're showing progress. And I know Jack and everybody on the team um, likes to see that. So. Um, it's been um, it's been humbling. At the same time, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so many new things, like you said, between the package, um, um, two different packages, I guess you could say, the qualifying situation that we've been in, what it's going to be coming up, and uh, you know, just overall, it's it's been fun. I'm happy to be where we're at, but obviously not uh, entirely happy. Want to want to keep moving forward. You've done a nice job explaining kind of the rules changes, but what is it for a driver when you step into a new organization like Rush Fenway? What, what's the most difficult thing? What's the easiest thing? What's that transition like? Really just getting to know all the people is the biggest challenge. Um, just getting that, um, that chemistry, getting that understanding of people's character and, um, you know, finding that balance of who's serious, who jokes, who's serious and jokes. And, uh, you know, in the end, the tools that they have, to make us successful, and, and I feel like we've got everything we need. We just have to keep polishing and buffing and, and making things better. Um, you know, overall, that's what it's all about, the details. You guys know that. So um, it's been fun to get started, but I don't feel, like I said, like we're in a happy place, um, but we're not the happy place we want to be. We can, we can definitely do better. We see that, and we've proven that the last couple of weeks. Well, it's interesting because if some viewers may feel like if you had to put you in a category serious or joking, they'd put Ryan Newman in the serious. But Ryan Newman's quite the jokester. So thank right. you for uh, quite the jokester. thank you for keeping it clean. And uh, uh, although the 75-pound wedgie was yes. was a great visual, so yes. thank you very Thanks. much. I mean, it, it's 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 relatively uncomfortable. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Enjoy your uh, your Easter holiday weekend as well. Up next, we are taking your calls. So if you're on hold, stay there. And Jimmy Johnson called running the Boston Marathon the toughest thing he's ever done. We're going to talk about that next. Welcome back on this day in NASCAR, April 
17, 2011. Do you remember the three-wide finish at Talladega? Jimmy Johnson, with help from Dale Earnhardt Jr., would go on to edge Clint Boyer by two one-thousandths of a second. It tied Ricky Craven's 2003 win at Darlington for the closest in NASCAR Cup Series history. And on Monday, Jimmy had another memorable race, a journey that started in February. have Richmond on Saturday night, Sunday off, and I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. So um, that is the big announcement. Why the marathon and why the Boston Marathon in particular? Back the year of the bombing, um, uh, Sean Collier was uh, a security guard that worked at I think, MIT and his brother works at Hendrick Motorsport, worked at Hendrick Motorsport. So it really, really brought it close to home for me. And I wanted to run the following year and be a part of Boston Strong, but my NASCAR schedule didn't work out. And I've had an eye on, on this ever since then. <laughs> support for the seven-time champ, Jimmy's NASCAR sponsor, Ally Bank, brought an Ally Racing pit crew to Boston to energize runner 4848 as they are committed to supporting Jimmy both on and off the track. Now, the Ally pit crew was there to cheer on all of the runners as they attacked the grueling seven hills of Newton and Heartbreak Hill. And in keeping with their disruptive culture, Ally is redefining what it means to be a sponsor in motorsports. What a performance by Jimmy Johnson. Let's hear it for Jimmy Johnson. After running 26.2, horrible. That is uh, the toughest thing I've ever done. And as we talked before, I, I wanted to race it and see how fast I could go. So I locked in on what I hoped I could hold on to for the duration. I couldn't. So, uh, but what an experience! And I love to suffer like that and really put myself through a challenge. You ran a 3:09 and change. Uh, that is a Boston qualifying time. Will we see you back here next year? I have to look at the schedule. That's that's fantastic. Um, I got a little bit of grief because I didn't qualify for this. So to to do that on my own, I'll take it. He is Superman. And for our social pit stop, Jimmy Johnson proving himself once again as a top athlete. Many of his fellow drivers, including Clint Boyer, congratulating him on social media. Clint also, no, okay, never mind. Sorry. Jimmy also earned props from one of the greats in marathon running, past Boston winner, and I am so sorry, Meb, but Meb Kofleski, I think I got that right. Great to see that kind of respect between two sports legends. In fact, it was Meb who gave Jimmy his finisher's medal. As for how Jimmy's feeling, he tweeted this gift earlier today. <laughs> Probably glad for this off weekend coming up. Uh, yeah, just jelly legs. Jelly legs. Oh, that is jelly, jelly legs. legs. Well, I, listen, I'm, I'm happy for Jimmy. I went up uh, Saturday to Richmond and sat down with uh, Jimmy, did some on-camera stuff and recorded a podcast, and he spoke with such passion about the marathon and fitness in general. You know, he, I yeah. think it's a pretty known story. You know, uh, Tony Gibson, he's reached out to Tony Gibson about some workout stuff. I mentioned getting a bike. Dale Jr. got me in the bike thing, and, and you know, Without even asking, here comes a long text from Jimmy. Well, you could do this, and you could eat like this. And, you know, <laughs> he's passionate about this yes. this uh, wave of endurance racing and healthier lifestyle. And I'll tell you, I've seen him before a lot of big events. Never seen any nerves. There was a touch of nerves, yeah, I think, I on Saturday. So, you know, as he mentioned, he wasn't qualified. He didn't do all the time. Yeah. He wanted to go up there and prove. Right. I think he felt a little bit of he was the NASCAR representation. Yeah. And uh, 309, I I'm out. I don't I'm think out. I could cycle in 309. I'm out. So. 
I mean, 26.2 miles, by the way, that's the same distance as that nearly 11 is? laps around Watkins Glen. <laughs> yes, what are you messing with me for? All right, let's bring in Zoe. Is from... he going to have a 26.2 on the back of his window? On they his should put on the back of his car. 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 The back of his car, yeah. Okay. Come on. Zoe from Missouri. Hi, Zoe. You have some, uh, some comments on Jimmy? Oh, yeah. I was watching the whole thing on Twitter, and I wanted to say congratulations to Jimmy. I wasn't able to watch it on TV because they don't have the channel for it. So I just wanted to say congrats to him. But you're here watching Motor Mouse, and that's what we care yes, about. Yes, that's Thank what we you, care about. Zoe. Thank you, and we'll pass it along. We'll pass it along. Thank you Thank for calling. You. Thank you. Zoe from Columbia, Missouri. Show me. Show me, Jimmy State. showed him. Jimmy yeah. showed him. All right, so let's go to Texas. Texas, Tommy, what do you want to talk about today? Hello, uh, Cal. Um, I'm glad that uh, you are uh, on this show. You uh, give us uh, statements and comments about NASCAR that the fans enjoy. True fans, state, uh, NASCAR fans that uh, listen and uh, been around for a while, they like your comments the way you uh, give it to us. And uh, oh, oh, wait a minute, you're back, you're back. You went away there for a minute. Just what you got, man? Okay. What you got? Give it to What's me. Your question, Tommy. Give it to me. Okay, uh, Tiger Woods and uh, uh, winning his uh, championship in the Masters. I'm comparing Ty uh, Tiger Woods to uh, Kyle Busch. He's about the best driver that uh, NASCAR has in the uh, uh, dedication of uh, races he's done uh, put in, truck series, uh, Phoenix, uh, the Cup yeah. series, and the uh, Affinity series. Yeah. Um, he, he's about the uh, dri best driver that I can come up with next so to you Jimmy think, Johnson. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So favorite. you think? Congratulations to Jimmy Johnson after all, anyway. So you think you think Kyle Busch is like the Tiger Woods of this sport? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to say that he is, he's showing promise yeah. everywhere in every series. Okay. And, I got you, uh, I got he, you, he, I got he, you. He has no stop in him. Yeah, I got you. And, and you know what? That's a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Um, if we look at wins, if we look at what he does on the racetrack, what Kyle Busch does on the racetrack, yes, he has those numbers. You know, Tiger Woods won his fifth Masters, 15th Major, all that. You look at that and you look at what Kyle Busch has done at a relatively young age, Tiger Woods did the same thing at, at a young age. The problem is, and the difference is, Tiger Wood has the entire sport of golf on his shoulders. It grows, it falls, it goes to the left, it goes to the right. Everything that Tiger does, every fan that follows golf is watching. Whether you like Tiger Woods or not, Kyle Busch doesn't have that. Kyle Busch is not that way. He doesn't have that connection to the fans for whatever reason. People love to boo him, but if they're going to boo him, they're not going to follow him. A lot of them are not. You know what I'm saying? I'm, they're not. Unless you throw somebody against them to see what. So I don't I don't know if we have that Tiger Wood personality or that person. In because of sort of moving the needle? Is that. I, I don't think he I don't think Kyle moves the needle. Right. And that's I, I think that Kyle moves the needle for me and has because I'm too. I'm so inside the sport that he does move the needle for me. Yeah. What he does on the racetrack, what he does in that garage area, what he does on the radio, so, it moves the needle that way, but for some reason, we don't have, the last guy, and I, I, I'll say this, the last guy was, it, it, Jeff Gordon moved the needle. Well, then Dale Jr. moved the needle, and so there's been nobody why. since. Here's why, because Tiger Woods doesn't move the golf needle. Yeah, he moves the needle outside of golf. Yes, and that's, that's really that's what that's we're talking about. Point. Let's be great clear, point. right? There are very few people in any sport that transcend their sport. Yeah. Tiger Woods is one of them. Jeff Gordon was on Saturday Night Live. He was yes. outside of NASCAR. In the current world of NASCAR, Clint Boyer has a great personality. Yeah. 
doesn't have Tiger Woods numbers on the racetrack. Yep. Kyle Busch has, I'm not even going to say Tiger Woods numbers. He's one of a few that have great numbers. Great numbers. Lacks the relatability, yeah. the needle outside of the sport. It, it, you know, you can't generate it. Yeah. Something has to cross. You have to take someone like perhaps Chase Elliott, someone who has the opportunity and the image and the ability. But then Chase Elliott has to deliver yeah. numbers that we've never seen before because that's what Tiger Woods yeah. did, right? you yeah. got to start talking 10 win seasons, championships, but for all you people out there, you can't manufacture this. You can't manufacture. We no. can't make Chase Elliott be that guy. We can't make Daniel Suarez. It has to be organic. It has to be – there has to be something there. And so far, I've not seen anything that anybody jumps out. There is no out. recipe. There is no it recipe. It just happens. No. Well, it it happened like for Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr., Jeff Gordon. We can go back in time – these guys rose above everybody else as far as perception. I feel it's a conversation that we can continue, and if your calls take us that direction. But you mentioned the king, Richard Petty, and I think Glenn is on the phone uh, from Florida. Glenn? Yes, I want to speak to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, right. uh, back in 67, I worked at the Exxon Station up there in Roanoke, Virginia, and my boss knew Clay Earl at Marsville Speedway. And my memorable moments is with I was down there in the pits and Richard was having chicken and I was about 15 and he called me over and we ate chicken on the pit wall. And then he <laughs> let me sit in his car and then he gave me How the old you? Nah, I was How about old? 15 or 16. You, wait a minute, Richard Petty gave you chicken and <laughs> let you sit in his race car? Yes, he did. And he gave me the gear shift knob off the car. And he, he didn't said, let me do that until I was 21. <laughs> he didn't let me do that until <laughs> He didn't let me do that until I was 21. So you're a very fortunate man, that. Yeah, and you know what? That, well, but that's. But I, I go back, and I, I'm, I'm going to say something. That's one reason that Richard Petty connected with fans. Mm -hmm. One reason Dale Earnhardt Sr. connected with fans is because he was that guy. And, and, and those guys, they were, had that personality that you thought, man, that, that guy could come to my house for dinner. And we'd have a good time. We'd have a good conversation. We'd watch some baseball or basketball or watch racing. We'd just hunt together, whatever it may be. That's what we're lacking right now. Nobody out there right now makes that connection to any part of our demographic right now that says, yeah, that's my guy. Glenn ate chicken Thank with you, the Glenn. king. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, right, lacquer breast. Keep your calls coming. Breast. Let, hey, let me know what color this is. Yeah. Go ahead and call in and say, well, in, I say lilac, I think. Uh, and for our friends in St. Louis, your big track is a new name. We're going to talk about that when Motor Mouse Ooh. returns. exciting all-day party in sports, the Kentucky Derby, presented by Woodford Reserve, the first Saturday in May on NBC, part of NBC Sports Championship season, presented by Canada Dry Ginger Ale and Lemonade. What was the comment? Just to be clear, yes. Woodford Reserve goes great with Ginger ale and okay. lemonade. Or alone. Or alone. Again, or alone. Motorsports Park near St. Louis has a new name. Worldwide Technology, which sponsors Richard Petty Motorsports and Bubba Wallace and NASCAR, has taken over the track's naming rights, renaming it Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. It has a nice ring to it. The venue hosts the NASCAR Truck Series in June and the IndyCar Series in August. So congratulations to hey, Curtis. And I'm the one for all these fans that say short track racing. Mm -hmm. I, I like Gateway. For Gateway's, good size, there's yeah, a good yeah, argument on what short track, but it races like a short it track. Races yeah, like a short track. yeah, all the times I went there for the truck series. And the crowd yes. was always outstanding. Yes. So congratulations. Good things there. All right, let's go to from Gateway to California. A little bit of a hop. Uh, Aaron, you have a, a you have a comment about Kyle Larson. We haven't talked Kyle Larson yet. Is that a haiku? Well, that was not a haiku. Uh, Tomorrow is haiku poetry day. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> 
Hey, guys. Um, basically, with Kyle Larson's, I don't want to say disastrous start, however, it seems like he's there, but something just always ends up happening, and what can he do to either improve or does he need to take some uh, notes from from Kurt Busch? Uh, what do you guys think he could do to get better? So, first of all, you don't have to apologize. It is a disastrous start. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, a disaster. Let's not asterisk it yeah. or soften it. Yeah. It is a disaster start to the 42 car. This is a team that would be a championship favorite that's not even in the playoffs. My opinion is the only way to get better is to roll your sleeves up and get involved. Yeah. And and I've heard, you know, yeah. Kyle is frustrated, as he should be. Everyone should be, should be frustrated to run this way. But, Kyle, there's points in your career. They always don't go yeah. great. Yeah. And the only thing I know is there's no – Thing other than hard work. Yeah. I need you to roll your sleeves up. Even if you're not an engineer, not a crew chief, if you're the driver, just be with us. Come to the shop and try to help us dig this ditch. Try yeah, to find what's going on. And, and they're making, and look, Kyle's made mistakes. The team's making mistakes. Things are happening inside that team. The one thing you can't do is step back and go to a safe place. You got to oh, power yeah. through this hard part and just keep slamming walls, keep having issues, and eventually you come out the other side. It's it's just it is a disastrous start. The one highlight I've yet to hear anybody turn on one another. Yeah, I yet. haven't seen any fingers get not pointed. Yeah. If that not outside start, the shop, well, yeah. Right? If you start to see that in the media, you can start talking <laughs> yeah. 2020. Yeah. Kyle Larson trying not to fail, not ready to bail, just ready to race. Go to that place. I could. And Woodford Reserve is good with lemonade and ginger ale. That was sort of a that's haiku. A, that's a haiku. It follows the rules. It was not good. Okay, sorry. You brought it up. So where are we going next? Rusty in Connecticut. <laughs> What am I doing on this show, by I the way? I don't know. Hi, Rusty, Rusty. what do you got? How you doing? Hey, I'm calling in to ask about Stuart Haas Racing. All right, ask. Lots of lots of resources over there. Gene Haas has an F1 team. They got scientists over there. They can't make that Ford Mustang fast. You know, I think it's been fast. I think there's times it's been fast. If you're going off of, of Kevin, Kevin has not had to start to this year that he had to, to last year. And in comparison to Kevin's two years, uh, to 18 and 19, then you have to say, okay, they're a little bit behind maybe. But if I look at how Boyer's run, I think he's run better. If I look at how Eric Almarola run those first five or six races, more consistent. Daniel Suarez has come out swinging yeah. after six or yeah. seven races. So I don't see them being that far behind. They're just not putting up the finish numbers and putting up wins. This is what happens when I do shows with Kyle, right? What, as, what as happens? I, I start to get a little edgy. Okay. Newsflash. <laughs> Cup racing is really hard. Yes. Like, really yes, hard. Yes, it is. So, I understand, and he is absolutely right, Rusty, when he says they do have great resources, they do have a Formula One team. Rusty is, is not inaccurate with any of those statements, but guess what? Roger Penske, pretty good. Yeah. He has an office full of Indy 500s. Yes. You look who he's chasing, Coach Gibbs. Oh, by the way, that's a Super Bowl champ yep. who has TRD and Toyota support. Like, my point is the reason why we celebrate victories on Sunday is because they are not easy. Yeah. I know Kyle Busch has made them look easy, and I think perhaps we all take for granted <laughs> yeah. what we he's do doing. We do take it for granted. But the simple thing is, yeah. is uh, 15 times. That's it. That's the only time I've gone to victory lane as yeah. crew 15 times in a lot more than 15 tries. You lost more than you won. No, so always. did I. Sundays are not Saturdays. They're not the Xfinity Series. Cup racing is very, very tough. I think Stuart Haas racing is closer than they look. Yeah. We'll see. I like Re it. Here's, here's what I like about Rusty. See what happens when I hang out with Kyle? Like no, this is what I like about Rusty. Yeah. Rusty, they have scientists they have over scientists. there. I mean, they have scientists over there. I like that, there. Thank too. you very much. I All love right, that. So we're going to stay Bill over Nye. on the East Coast. We were with Rusty in Connecticut. Let's go to New York. Hi, Hunter. And we're talking Gibbs Penske. Do you have an answer to the, the dilemma? Who can beat them? I do believe that uh, Coyote Clint Boyer can beat them. He's got all that trouble with Coyotes, so we're going to have to nickname him Coyote Clinton. He's running pretty good this year. 
He is. He has run better. He, he has run. You know what these teams need. Um, they, they've got to close. At some point in time, they got to get to that last pit stop, to that last caution, and stay in touch with the leader. Stay in touch and have that opportunity. You know, we see so many times pit road mistakes, whether it's speeding, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether it's a loose wheel. I don't, I don't care what it is. You take yourself, you, you eliminate your opportunity. They've got to give themselves opportunities. They've, had, they've run good for two-thirds of the race, but again, they just don't have the finishes. Right now, you know who can beat Penske and Joe Gibbs Racing? The other one. Penske, Penske and, and Joe Gibbs Racing. Racing. And, and, and yeah. it comes down to what Kyle said, which is very simple. These races are three and four hours yeah. long. They are a test of attrition. But in the end, the game is on the line. Yeah. And someone has to step up. And right now, I think those other teams are running at 10 tenths. They have nothing left. Yeah. Those other two companies, I think, have a little great left point. in the bank. That's a good point. That's a great point. It's a, it's a good point. All right, we have more calls to come, but we got no to, 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 to get to a break. Don't forget to subscribe to the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. We're taking more of your calls next. And if we can't get to them on this show, we're going to talk with you on the YouTube channel once we sign off. If your dad said that you're one of the best welders he well, ever saw, yes. then again, I was only one of two employees, so... <laughs> Roll a dime, just like that. There it is. The wildest part is it seems like a three-wheel drift, right? Yeah. Like one, one wheel. That's badass. I'm, I'm already tired at this point. No chance. I mean, not even, not even a little bit of a chance. Yes! Oh, look at that! Denny's taking the lead. Yeah. Oh, oh, Kyle's throwing it in. <laughs> the full episode of Racing Roots with Denny Hamlin here in July. Yes. Stay tuned for that. Uh, it was, it was, we had a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when Denny was welding there, he can weld. I was, My I was man can shocked. weld. That's no, that is no joke, man. I mean, I was totally blown away. I grew up in a race shop and watching guys weld and having the patience. He was really good. He I knows do, a lot about it. I do have a serious question, though. Rolla yeah. Jones a fire suit? Because I've never seen him drive anything. Yeah, Rolla Jones yeah. a fire suit. He just doesn't wear on a helmet large enough for that noggin. Oh, okay, so I knew there was a Anywhere suit. we go, he wears the fire suit, but he never... He has yet to get in a car on racing routes. Thank you, Denny Hamlin, for doing that. It was, it was a good, great yeah. episode. Again, you'll see that uh, this off. summer in July. Yes. Okay, so with Easter being an off weekend, you get a break from setting your fantasy lineups this Sunday. How about the results from Richmond? Woo! 250. <coughs> what happened there? <coughs> 250. Oh, yeah. It's time. It's time to go. I've heard so much out of Rick <laughs> Allen. He never stops talking and bragging. So we just had we put a little uh, bigger lineup. But in you ever notice when Rick talks, he's the only one listening? I, I have no <laughs> Definitely about fantasy. Definitely about fantasy. I'm going to give a shout-out to Kelly, because not only did she have uh, good results in Richmond, Kelly is uh, leading the charge. Tied, though, with Rick, but here's the standings overall. Dale's not even trying. Dale's just giving up on us. Well, Dale missed a few weeks. But yeah. just like Dale, listen, if you missed a few weeks at home, you can still go on. Why well, might be a little late to join a league because you're yeah. not going to get yeah. the points. You can still play every week. Maybe have a little uh, side wager action there, with your friends. Okay, so that can still happen. You can still, still see it. Like, my 250 yeah. points maybe would have won me a cup of coffee. At, at this point, I've got them right where I want them. Yeah. How many cups of coffee have you had today? <laughs> I mean, only three. Oh, only three. <laughs> only three. Only three. Uh, of course, Roto World uh, has a ton of uh, great insight and stuff for your fantasy lineups, too. Okay, let's go back to the phone. We haven't uh, heard from anyone in Tennessee yet. Glenn, you're up. Yes. Uh, appreciate y'all taking my call. Uh, my question is, what would it be like to go back, take one of the racetracks, and go back to old school? Put one driver in the car instead of having four or five drivers. Spotter, do away with the spotters, do away with the 
the uh 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 well I'm lost my train of thought. Yeah, no I way. know where you're at. Yeah. yeah. You 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 just want you just want to go back to the way it was in 1967, 68, 69, right along in there. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm a old school dirt racer, so uh I'm with you on that, bud. I am too. I just don't want the same pay I made in 68 or 67. <laughs> so I kind of like it where it's at right true. now. <laughs> I, I kind of like it where it's But you know what? It, it, it's interesting. If you Listen, there are so many local short tracks, local dirt yeah. tracks, local NASCAR tracks that have that type of racing still, that have that type of racing. The Cup Series has grown to something totally different. The Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, this has progressed just like your street car has progressed from that 1967 Chevelle that you had to the car that you drive today, airbags and seat belts and everything. That's it. It, you've got to go along with that progression. So we're still here. But if you want to see that type of racing, it's still out there. You just got to get up off your butt and go to your local short track. That's, that's what it takes for that. But we're not going to go backwards in this sport. But we have to continue to work to give the best product and the best entertainment we can. And I think we're headed in the right direction. I'm not following that. Go ahead. No? No? Okay. I'm leaving well, that one be. This is NASCAR America, so we're trying to hit as many states as we can. We have not heard from Georgia. Wayne, do you have a suggestion or a, a question? Question. Gas man is only allowed to pour gas. Then why don't they say something when he takes his foot and kicks a tire to the wall? I think this is for you. Well, it's simple because it's not against the rules. Um, and, and here's why. Because the tire gets thrown at the gas man. The reason they don't want him doing anything but pouring gas is because they need to keep him focused on doing the gas. The reason they're okay with them kicking that tire is because they don't want that tire back on a pit road. Yeah. Then here's why. You know what we need? Not more rules. That's so exactly I'm fine. Right. And we definitely don't need Yay, more rules. No so more rules. To try to officiate from the tower. Yeah. But that's the, that is the answer to your question because it is not against the rules. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, thanks, I like man. this show. No, So is there no rules on this show? No, there's no rules. Although very there few. is very few. We do no have to get into commercial. But coming up on Motor Mouse, we've got the best of your feedback from our hashtag, let me say this. It's kind of when we just let Kyle go crazy. Boston trails Toronto two games to one in their first round series, something that Patrice Bergeron hopes to change tonight against John Tavares and the Maple Leafs and what we expect to be a charged-up crowd inside and out. we got you covered with NHL Live at the top of the hour. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs continue tonight with three games on the networks of NBC Sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Nashville Predators, and Colorado Avalanche all try to take commanding 3-1 leads in their respective series. Last night, Bubba Wallace was ringside in St. Louis for game four between the Blues and Winnipeg Jets. And apparently it was a little intense for him, tweeting, these guys are nuts. Here's a shot where you can see how good of a time he was There he is. He's over I feel like he's overdressed. It's, it's the same jacket. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Listen, it's, they're not nuts. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. But oh, you know Bruins. what it's time for here. Why are they calling it a rink? Because it's a rink. It's rink. It's ice. I don't, I don't understand rink. What's rink come from? I don't know. I just know that was the jacket Bubba Wallace had when he sat right here. Right here. Right. All right. You know what it's time for, Kyle. What's it time for? Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. I'm speechless. I know. Come on, baby. Woo! 
Are you introing me? Yeah, yes, right. okay. Nate Ryan's here. I'm sorry, yes. I'm introing. Nate I'm Ryan, sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Thank I'll introing. Hashtag, thank you. Chris hashtag, let me say this. Uh, Alan Snyder at Herdman90 makes the, compa- the comparison that Tiger Woods actually is similar to Kurt Busch. We had the Kyle Busch comparison earlier. He says Tiger Woods is the Kurt Busch of NASCAR, or Kurt Busch is the Tiger Woods of NASCAR, because he won the championship at a young age, had a number of personal issues, and after he won the cup title, if he won the cup title again, it'd be similar to a big comeback. Do you guys okay. agree with that? No, no. Can we just say there's not a Tiger Woods right. in NASCAR? That there's not a Tiger Woods in NASCAR. Tiger Woods comparison. That was easy. And Hashtag, let me say this. Clay Garrett says, wouldn't it be wonderful if NASCAR said... Shut up, y'all. This week, we're pulling off the splitters, the skirts, the fins, cutting the spoiler in half, adding 100 horsepower, and raising the car two inches. May the best driver win. You mean AKA 2003. I don't think we have to do that. I think it'd be awesome if every week Nate Ryan said, shut up, y'all. Yeah, shut shut up, up, y'all. That was so good. I don't want to say this. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So here's what you need to do. You need to, to get a real life. And watch what's going on now, because we're not going backwards. We can sit here and talk about it. We talk about it every week right. on this show. We are home. not going backwards in this sport. We're moving that direction. So anything you saw in 68, 78, 88, 98, and 08, we're not going back to. Okay. okay? So let's go back one more time. Uh, Diego Uh-oh. Alvarado says, hashtag, let me say this, the Canon West Series has done a street race in downtown L.A. That was about 20 years ago. Yeah. What's holding back the Cup Series from doing a street race? So I don't know what's holding it back, but I'm not against it. Has anybody said they're against no, I'm it? I'm not against Other it. Other than it no, has to be the right type of course. Yeah. The one thing I will say, like, you got to go, you know, you can't go and copy any car and go yeah. to Long Beach. Like, you're going to have to find your own street course. Yeah. Charlotte has a pretty wide try-on right down the center. Yeah, Why can't we run it, it Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. Why don't they do it in Randleman, North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. We got two stoplights. You could race in Randleman, North Carolina. Anytime you want to. Huge downtown area. Uh, Hashtag, let me say this, Mick8Lenny8. When a driver has never found success at one particular track, like Ryan Blaney at Richmond, what can that driver do to improve? Man, we're at the end of an hour show. We'd have to start a (laughs) long time ago. Well, listen, you're the driver. What would you do? Fix a track you're not good at. You know, I'd, I'd just I race. I, I erase. I, I, just, I get one of those things. You know what I'm saying? I just, there are a lot of tools. Yeah, Look, yeah. Drive, there are tons video. of tools. Yeah, you gotta okay. just put yeah. the effort in. Right. Yeah, that's Stuff right. That you just gotta know. watch the film, study, and see what's going on. All right, I got two more. Or hope that it hurry, hurry, real hurry. quick. Uh, hashtag. Let me say this. Monday morning racer says currently the throwback weekend at Darlington is the best event in NASCAR. That leads to the final hashtag. Right. Let me say this. Jose Marino Jr. wants to know, do you know why they run the side windows in the race cars on short tracks this year? So a rule yeah, update, right. consistent. They run the right side windows everywhere. It's part of the aero package, so they don't come in and out. There you yeah. go. That's development. When you take the side window out, new development, new car, more costs. Leave it in everywhere. All right, this was fun. Here's what we learned today. Stuart Haas Racing has a lot of scientists. Is that a haiku? No, and no more haiku. And um, well, there was something else. Oh, Ryan Newman has a 75-pound wedgie. Those were the oh, ones. there we go. Listen, if you're still on the phone, stay there because we're going to come over to you on our YouTube channel now for the NASCAR America Debrief. So we will see you there. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on NBC Sports YouTube channel. NHL Live is next here on NBCSN. Easter week. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.